Welcome to this webinar series, Physical Activity Researcher Podcast and International Society for Physical Activity and Health, ISPA, have started collaboration. We have edited their webinars to audio-only podcast versions, so you can listen them also on the go. Our mission is to advance science and share scientific knowledge, so if your organization has relevant webinars or lectures and would like to get more audience to them, please let us know. But without further ado, let's jump to the webinar. Hello everyone, then we are ready to start again. Uh, I'm gonna share the next session and uh, <clears throat> this is a quick one hour marathon with seven different athletes or speakers, if you want to call them now. Uh, this is the uh, Propass Court session where we will get a brief introduction and a little bit better known with some of our Propass Court studies as a part of a Propass. I want to mention before we start, please make sure that the stick to look at time for your presentation. And also that all the uh, attendees to ask questions through direct message to me uh, during the session. Uh, and uh, if allow time, I open for a question after each speaker. First, I will introduce uh, Marcel Goldberg, uh, the Constances cohort. Marcel uh, is an uh, emeritus professor at the Epidemiology of Paris City University. He's currently a researcher at the Insurance Population-Based Cohort Unit. He is with Marie Sins, the uh, CO, Principal Investigator of the Gazelle and Constance Cohort. Please, Marcel, you can start your presentation. Uh, okay, so, so I will uh, briefly present the main features of uh, the Constance Cohort, which is a population-based cohort in, in France, uh, quite large. Uh, the general design of the cohort is that uh, it's uh, made of a sample which is uh, randomly selected. Uh, it's a sample uh, which uh, aims to be representative of the French population, um, adult population. Um, people are uh, recruited uh, on a voluntary basis, of course, and uh, at inclusion, uh, they are aged between 18 and 69. And uh, finally, now the cohort is completed and we have uh, almost 220,000 uh, subjects in the cohort. So um, uh, people were uh, invited by mail and uh, if they accept, they had to go for enrollment in a prevention center, which are in different places, a uh, region of France, as you can see on the map. That's a map of France, if you don't know. Um, so that for enrollment, I will give you some information on the data which are collected. And then, uh, of course, we follow them because it's a cohort. So we follow them by different ways. First, we send them uh, each year a questionnaire. Uh, they are invited every four years to a new health examination. And we also link the cohort to national administrative database that I will detail in a moment. Uh, so which are the main data that we collect for all the participants of the cohort? A lot of data on sociodemographic characteristics. I will not uh, go into details, of course. 
uh, of course, data on lifestyle, tobacco, alcohol, and sex, and all that. Uh, of course, a lot of data on health. Uh, during the um, inclusion uh, session uh, in the um, prevention centers, we measure them, uh, we, we measure vision, hearing, uh, spirometry, electrocardiogram, and for subjects which are aged 40 years and, and more, uh, a full set of uh, cognitive and physical functioning tests, um, questionnaires, we, we, we collect a lot of uh, data on self-reported disease, on uh, different health scales, quality of life, depression, and things like that. Um, and uh, as I told uh, earlier, um, the cohort is linked to the to, to two different national administrative databases, which cover all, all people living in France. Uh, so we have data on all the visit to health professionals, we have data on the drug and other prescription, hospital discharge, sick leave, and, uh, and things like that. And uh, we also uh, set up uh, a biobank with blood and uh, urine samples. Uh, just a few uh, more detailed uh, more details on uh, occupational and environmental data, which are the main focus of the cohort uh, for occupational data at baseline. We collected data on uh, lifelong exposure to a lot of different uh, um, exposure. Uh, we also asked the participant to fill up a full job history. We have uh, um, a very large set of data on uh, job episodes. Uh, and also um, the linkage with the National Administrative Retirement Database um, gives us a lot of uh, administrative uh, information on the on, on work and uh, employment and uh, career. Uh, we have also a lot of environmental data because, in fact, we collect the residential residential addresses and we geocode them. We have a full residential residential history from birth, which is geocoded for eighty five about eighty five thousand people. And we, we, we are through the geocodes, we are able to link uh, the cohort to a lot of uh, different uh, database on uh, different kind of uh, exposure, uh, environmental exposures. So advancement, uh, now we, the, the, the cohort is fully uh, constituted. We have almost 220,000 participants. We have almost 58,000 people in the biobank. Uh, we have a quite good participation rate to the follow-up. Each year, people answer to the questionnaires that we send out to the 70, 75 person people answering. Um, we, we already have a second health examination for about 60,000 people, and that's in progress because it's continuous and uh, the linkage to the administrative database is available uh, uh, now. So who, who is in the cohort? We have a quite balanced, um, thanks to the, 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 the sampling uh, that we, we, we proceeded at the beginning, we have a quite well-balanced uh, uh, cohort. Uh, we have almost uh, half and half men and women. And as you can see, a quite uh, nice distribution of uh, ages from young uh, people to, um, to, to, to more, more aged. Uh, also very diverse in terms of uh, social and professional 
I will not detail that, that slide, but uh, you can see that we have a lot of people in different kind of trade and uh, social positions. And uh, cohort is, uh, Constance is a cohort, which is a research infrastructure. Uh, we participate to different, uh, to, to different uh, research consortiums, especially uh, devoted to occupational health. And um, the court is open. It is a research infrastructure. All research team, French or international, can use uh, the, the court data, provided that uh, um, our scientific committee will, will agree with that. That's all. Thank you. Thank you, Marcel. It's a very impressive court and uh, with a lot of measure and a good participant, uh, right? I haven't got any question from the audience, but I have a quick question. Uh, how many participants do you hope to measure with accelerometer in the next phase? Uh, that will depend on the resources that we have. I mean, uh, people will be, uh, usually the participants are quite compliant when, when we ask them. For instance, there is some research project which are nested into Constance who ask uh, for additional questionnaire. People are usually compliant. Uh, so, so the, in fact, the number of people who will be a volunteer to wear the, the proper kit um, will depend essentially on the resource that we have for for for, for having the these uh, um, to, to the logistics and the the, the, the devices and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. Um, uh, have a question. How many participants, if? resources were unlimited how many think you would participate uh, if, if we have uh, unlimited resources, resources and we, if we ask to everybody if they would like to do that uh it, it, depending on how long we uh, if we ask them to wear the the the, 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 the device for uh, one week i think that perhaps uh, perhaps 50 percent will accept or something I don't know. In fact, we, we never tried, uh, but uh, you know, regarding uh, the, the, the the compliance of the participant to participate to 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 ancillary studies, uh, I think that perhaps 40, 50 percent would uh, could accept. Yeah. yeah. If it's not too too much, asking too too much. I mean, uh, wearing the, the the device for for instance for one week. I think that we will have a quite large participation. But uh, <laughs> we never tried, so. Yeah. That would be a dream if we could reach after 100,000. So it's even above our study in Norway, Hunt research, uh, we, uh, the Hunt study we actually collected from 37,000 people. So it's doable, yeah. Thank you, Marcel. Very nice to hear about the Constance. Uh, the next speaker is uh, Falkmüller Reinschmann uh, Schneider from the Singapore Population Health Studies. Uh, Falk is an associated professor at the Source V. Hook School of Public Health, National University of Singapore. Uh, he qualified as a medical doctor from the University of Cologne, Germany, and subsequently worked at the General Medicine and Cardiology of the Royal London Hospital and Oxford Radcliffe University Hospitals, UK. Uh, Falk leads the Physical Activity and Nutrition Determinants in Asia PANDA research program at the National University of Singapore. 
All right, okay, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we are very happy to be part of the Propas Consortium. I'm also grateful to have the opportunity to share about our uh, study in Singapore today, which um, in terms of um, Thyroid accelerometry measurement is still in its infancy or in early stages. Uh, although we have been using accelerometers in Singapore on the waist and on the wrist for quite some time. So the Singapore Population Health Studies actually comprises of four, um, four different cohorts, uh, which have all been initiated for various different, um, with various different objectives and at different times. Um, but they generally recruit from the adult population in Singapore, um, from all three major ethnic groups. The total sample at the moment stands at about 75,000 participants and um, recruitment is ongoing and we have regular revisits of our participants every three to five years or so. The largest uh, cohort among the Singapore population health studies is the multi-ethnic cohort study, uh, which is characterized by an oversampling of the two ethnic minority groups, Indian, Indian and Malays in Singapore, and comprises of around about 50,000 participants at the moment. The general procedures uh, for the multi-ethnic cohort studies are that part after enrollment, participants are visited at home and um, engage in a very extensive interviewer-administered um, questionnaire um, on various participant characteristic level um, information, uh, behavioral information, and so on. They are subsequently invited to attend a health screening in one of our study centers, um, across the, which are distributed across Singapore, um, where everybody participates in a core uh, set of assessments, and they are additionally invited to specialized assessments for various um, sub-studies within the multi-ethnic cohort study. The data from our core is also linked to various registries and databases um, in Singapore. The, um, a sub-cohort, um, that we more recently initiated is the COBRA study. COBRA um, is a cohort, uh, is a subcohort um, within the multi-ethnic cohort study that utilizes um, wrist-worn and as part of PROPAS also thigh-worn accelerometers. Uh, we implement ecological momentary assessments and continuous glucose monitoring, um, all of those for, um, for nine days of continuous monitoring to get a better understanding of the behavioral, but also physiological um, characteristics of our study participants. Uh, the target sample for the COBRA study is about 1500 participants. COBRA was initiated in 2020, but we unfortunately had to postpone it due to the pandemic and recruitment was only able to, to commence in, in the second half of 2021. Um, this was still amidst quite heavy COVID restrictions at the time. And for these reasons, but also technical issues with the newly purchased activity accelerometers that we intended to use for thigh-based measurement, um, but also um, related issues related to the fixation of the, of the accelerometers on the thigh, we unfortunately had to invest quite a bit of time in 2021 to refine our methodologies and approaches. And we are only able to recruit a very small sample in that um, until the beginning of this year. So Singapore is probably different to most other countries' uh, cohorts in the PROPAS uh, consortium uh, because of its climate. Singapore has, as, you, as most of you will know, a hot and humid climate throughout the entire year. And uh, we believe this has caused some issues that other cohort investigators may not have encountered, um, specifically with regards to this thigh placement of the accelerometers. So we decided to share a bit on our experience here. And um, specifically what we observed in, in, our, in our early, among our early participants was a very high rate of adverse events. About 40% of the participants complained of itches 
uh, rashes and quite severe blistering, and also water and fluid accumulation uh, below the tapes, underneath the tapes. Initially, we tried to we tried to kind of um, change uh, the procedure slightly in informal way to address this issue, but um, the uh, the adverse events rate remained quite high, and this caused a lot of complaints from our earlier study participants, but also created concerns and uh, reluctance among our operations team to even implement uh, these assessments any further. We therefore decided that we will need some kind of um, formal and at least semi-scientific um, semi uh, evaluation of the most appropriate placement methodologies to improve the situation, but also to convince our operations teams to, to continue the recruitment and increase the recruitment to the cohort again. So what we did, did, we tested various types of tapes that were recommended by us from various PIs and from various projects. We also used um, sprays to, underneath to improve the situation. And we modified the tape slightly in the sense of uh, that we punched holes into, into, into the tapes where it was possible at least to avoid extensive fluid accumulation underneath. So without going into all the details, what came out when we tested it within our, within our own team, the operations team within our school uh, of public health was that um, the FlexiFix tape, which you can see here in the first, first row with poles, uh, holes punched into it, clearly um, showed the best performance in terms of adverse events, but also in terms of adhesiveness. And therefore, jointly within the team, we decided to continue with this approach um, in 2022 uh, after this testing period. So main lessons learned for us from this is that we had to change the, the recommended tape due to the climate situation in Singapore. And this may apply to other countries as well with a um, similar climate. We were successful in um, bringing the adverse event rate down from almost 40% to only 4% or so. So there's still some cases here and there but not a lot anymore. We also managed to overcome the technical failures uh, with the activity device. A number of them were just didn't work from the beginning, although we purchased them newly. Others um, didn't work on first initialization and we managed to overcome these issues together with the manufacturer. So the situation at the moment is that Singapore is easing the COVID restrictions, has been easing them over the last couple of weeks and months. In parallel, our recruitment um, in our cohorts is picking up and we are now recruiting around 50 participants per month to the COBRA cohort and about 60% of the participants take up the Thaiwan um, accelerometry assessment. So despite the initial challenges and difficulties that we were facing, we are therefore quite confident that we will be able to, to recruit the sample that we suggested in the early phases of 1000 participants to contribute to PROPAS. So that, thank you very much. Uh, also to our team from the PANDA team and the COAS team, and also uh, my colleague, Sarah, who has been, who's coordinating the COBRA study and has been summarizing all these results for me here. Thank you. Thank you, Falk. Uh, this is what all about the consortium, to sharing experience, for example, like this uh, tape to not, uh, to avoid uh, to go in the uh, similar photos. I have some questions there. Um, uh, could you give us some more information on the EMI? What kind of information do you gather? Yeah, so we we collect quite detailed information on various um, behavioral factors. So the uh, physical activity, dietary behaviors, the whole spectrum of movement behaviors, but especially also their 
the underlying determinants. So social factors that may influence the behaviors, environmental factors that may influence the behaviors. So very detailed um, ecological monetary assessment um, assessments, uh, but also somewhat broad because we are trying to cover a broad uh, array of topics within only nine days of EMA as part of these initial wave of our EMA assessments within the COBRA cohort. Yeah, thank you. Also, yeah, I get time for the last question. Uh, is the tape uh, of the site waterproof uh, and can the device capture swimming? Um, so the, the, <laughs> the, I'm not sure whether the device, uh, whether the tape was waterproof, but since we punched holes into it, it's certainly not waterproof anymore. Uh, the device should, uh, should, uh, should cater for that. So it should be, uh, should be sufficiently water resistant. And we are not advising participants to take the device off throughout the entire monitoring period. So if people go swimming in Singapore, which is quite common, then it should capture it as well. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And we have the same experience. The website is reliable and uh, waterproof or there is not a it and uh, the device can capture swimming. Yes, thank you, Falk. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.